in case you didn't hear it, last week we had prayer for Brother uh, Bramlett's nephew that was in a coma for 10 days. I thought Brother Bramlett was going to jump off of the platform this morning when he brought the news that the, when we prayed on that service, I believe it was last Sunday, and we laid hands on Brother Bramlett. Wednesday. All right, that was Wednesday. He'd been in a coma for 10 days, and by his own words, God spoke to him and said, Wake up! And he got up. Hallelujah! And he's given God the praise. That's, that's because we serve a mighty God. And God can do anything. He can do anything. Praise God. We're very thankful for of course, Spanish ministry, we're thankful for uh, our morning Spanish class and what God is doing there. And uh, we're thrilled tonight that Brother Dame can minister to us. And uh, perhaps he will share some things. If he wants to, it does, we, we just want him to preach. But we, we would love to hear about Bolivia, just whatever. And uh, let's give the Lord a hand as Brother Dame comes. God bless Brother Dame. Can somebody give a hand clap of praise to Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who was and is and is to come, the only, the only wise God. Hallelujah, the only God, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. There's no rock like our rock. There's no God like our God. Hallelujah, he's wonderful, he's counsel, he's prince of peace, he's the mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. Hallelujah. El admirable consejero. El Dios fuerte, Padre eterno y príncipe de paz. Él es el todo en todo. El altísimo. El todopoderoso. Hallelujah. He is worthy of our praise this evening. Hallelujah. There's fire here. Amen. The presence of the Lord is here. Amen. It is a privilege and an honor to be with you this evening. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Friends, for allowing me to come and, and uh, to intrude. Amen. I never go anywhere expecting to preach, and it's an honor to preach anywhere we go. And uh, 25 years ago, I woke up about uh, 7 o'clock in the morning after sleeping for three hours, uh, working at UPS, and then I went to Indiana Bible College to sleep a couple hours, woke up and went to class, and this fire and brimstone preacher showed up and Preached one God. And not just preached, but with a hot cup of coffee in his hand, jumped up and down and, and screamed and shouted, you've got to get this. Amen. I pray I got it, Brother French. Amen. Thank you for your sacrifice. Amen. Driving early in the morning all the way to Indianapolis. Amen. To put into us. Amen. What God put into you. And I was just standing there thinking, I meant a I'm at a very important and exciting place in my life because I can still hang on to those that imparted to me. But now when I travel into Bolivia, I go to District 4. The district superintendent takes me to the hotel and the church. And I mean, he's my boss. He was my Bible school student 10 years ago. And every month I bring my monthly report from our church to the district secretary who was my Bible school student in 2004. Amen. To be able to see those that handed to me, 
but still be able to see those that are going. Amen. There's something about being a part of something that never dies. Brother and Sister Cole, it's a privilege and an honor to, to see you and to be with you this evening. God bless you for your many years of sacrifice. 2004, we came in here for the first time. Amen. They gave us a partner in missions, and faithfully, this church, your leadership has supported us. We thank you for that. Amen. I want to uh, get into the word, but I do want to share my appreciation. Muchas gracias a la familia Guevara. Que Dios le bendiga mucho por su hospitalidad. Amen. Thankful for the hospitality of Brother and Sister Guevara. Amen. It's been about 20 years since I preached on the radio in New Orleans, and he heard us in Homa, came to church, and we baptized him and his wife. Amen. Dedicated his two girls. And to share with you, I'll be sharing in the, in the message, and then probably be mostly stories. I love stories. I mean, when I was nine years old, I heard Brother Benny the Merchant, amen, and from that moment on, I knew I would be a missionary in South America. I didn't know what country, but at nine years old, I'm thankful, amen, because there's a lot of people that are very, very advanced in life and still do not know the answer to the most important question, amen, why am I alive? Why do I exist? What is my reason? What is my purpose? And at nine years old, God blessed me with the answer. Amen. You were born to take the gospel to South America. At the age of 15, I took Spanish classes in high school. The government paid for my Spanish classes. I decided that I was going to go speak in the language, not to learn it. Amen. And then it's been a long trip from there. I met my wife in Guatemala. Amen. And now we're living in Bolivia. Amen. I want to share with you from Isaiah chapter 52, verse 15. In Isaiah 52, 15, I'm going to make a public confession and pray that Brother Demert, my brother uh, French, does not have retroactive abilities to take away my notes from, or my grades from Bible school. Amen. But Hebrew is hard. But when I was in Bible school, I didn't have an English Bible. I had my Spanish Bible. And uh, I faked my way through Hebrew using Spanish. Because Spanish is a lot closer to Hebrew than English. Amen. There's a word here in Isaiah 52, 15, if you have it. So shall he sprinkle many nations. The kings shall shut their mouths at him. For that which had not been told them shall they see. And that which they had not heard shall they consider. When I was my first month or two, every semester I would go to the Bible school library. I didn't have the money to buy the books yet, so I borrowed the books couldn't take them out of the, the library, but I would do my homework and then go to work. And uh, so I did not have a lot of lexicons and commentaries and just, I had my Spanish Bible. And uh, reading or hearing the word read one day, this, this verse, so shall he sprinkle many nations. And I got to wonder, what does sprinkle a nation mean? But then I read it in Spanish. And Spanish is clear. Así asombraré a muchas naciones. Los reyes cerrarán ante él la boca porque verán lo que nunca les fue contado y entenderán lo que jamás habían oído. He will amaze the nations, is basically what he's saying in Spanish. He will amaze the nations. The Spanish word asombrar can mean to amaze or to overshadow, a cover with a shadowing. G.T. Haywood preached years ago, he will startle the nations. Amen. And so uh, reading this, I got to think in the last few years of my life, 
and to see how many nations of the world have been impacted by the message of the gospel. Sitting in this room are testimonies, living testimonies of people that got amazed. Has, has uh, Brother Ramon, has your su mamá ha venido acá, no? You, how many here know Brother Ramon's mother? We went to Guatemala for Christmas, and Brother Ramon asked us to go and, and bring the gospel to his parents. And she knew I was coming. She knew who I was when she opened the door. She pointed her finger, and she said, I was born in my religion, and I will die in my religion. Long story short, God did a miracle blew their mind by giving them a 10-year visa to come to the United States when they watched tons of people leave with stacks of papers showing they owned houses, businesses, and cars. All they had was a picture of me and my wife and them and a letter inviting them to our church. For several hours, they watched people leave crying from the U.S. Embassy of Guatemala. But when they left, they had a 10-year visa. Mother's Day of 2002, I believe it was, we went to Golden Corral for Mother's Day. Sister Guevara went into a diabetic coma. Her sugar shot to 600. I was in the back of the ambulance to interpret for her and the paramedics, but there was nothing to interpret. She was in a coma. But three days later, she left the hospital without diabetes, without insulin, and without the heart disease she carried with her for many years. And a few weeks later at Spanish camp, her and her husband received the Holy Ghost and were baptized in Jesus' name. Because he will amaze the nations. He will amaze the nations. The last time I was in Atlanta, back in September, we baptized a young lady during the trip to Guatemala to visit his parents. There was a 10-year-old girl. I do not remember her, but I remember her now. In September, she was baptized after being filled with the Holy Ghost during service last September. Leaving there about midnight, I asked Brother Ramon and Sister Sarai, how many people from your family have, are in church now? And they counted up to about 34 family members in church because God touched the heart of a couple because he will amaze the nations. And he won his brother-in-law that lives here now in three years. His brother-in-law all over the United States has ran into people and he's converted about 89 people with his testimony. During the time they were pastoring the church in Homa, we were going through a dry spell, and I got discouraged and upset. And I read in John, Jesus said, after four months comes the harvest. If you heard me preach twice, you know I'm not very deep. I'm not a theologian. I preach sometimes eight times a week. I don't have time to go very deep with people that never heard where Habakkuk is or whatever else is in the Bible. They, want, they need to hear the gospel. So I'm not real deep. But I understood something. If you're going to have a harvest, you got to sow. So I called a family meeting at the church. And I said, if you are a Sunday school teacher, if you sing, amen, even if you're the best looking person, amen, we don't have any ornaments on the altar. You're a soul winner. So we decided to teach 100 Bible studies in four months and see what would happen. 30 minutes. If you know how to read and drink coffee, you can teach. We taught about 130 Bible studies. We baptized 22 people our first month. <clears throat> Ten different nations in our church were amazed. 
because the gospel is preached to them. I've told our church I'm sick and tired of baptizing. If we baptize, it's on a Sunday. This Bible says he added to the church daily those that should be saved. Dice la palabra que él añadió a la iglesia cada día los que habían de ser salvo. Todos los días Dios quiere salvar a alguien. Every day God wants to save a soul. I said I want to baptize at midnight. I don't want to baptize at 8 o'clock after church is over Sunday. I want to baptize at midnight. I come home from a Bible study, getting ready to go into the house, and Brother Ramon called me 10.30 at night. He said, can you go to the church? I have two that want to be baptized. We baptize them at midnight after we try to heat some water. Because he will amaze the nations. One of the young men that was coming to our English class, Walter from Peru, he didn't want a Bible study. He wanted to learn English to get a, an American bride. He lived across the street from the hotel. He worked offshore. Two weeks offshore, he'd spend a week at the hotel, and he'd come to English class. I said, Walter, give me a Bible. let me have a, uh, 30 minutes of your time. I want to give you a Bible study. I was uh, being recruited by a guy from Citibank, and he was telling me all their, their, their strategies and techniques. Get 25 people on a list and bug them until they give you 30 minutes of your time and then teach them. Something that would change their life. I said, no, the gospel will change their life. I'll use your strategies and techniques. And so we started doing it. I said, Walter, give me 30 minutes. I'll never bother you again. I bothered him until he said, okay. And he got baptized. And he went offshore the next day. But when he came back, he said, Pastor, I was on a three-day fast. And I got the Holy Ghost like you told me I would. And he said, I, there's two men from Honduras on my boat, and they want to be baptized. Can you baptize them? We baptized them in the bayou of Louisiana at 10 o'clock at night where the alligators are because the captain didn't want to let them off the boat. He said they got permission to be on American water but not soil. It was after 9-11. He didn't want to risk it. I said, "Just we're going to go five minutes here. I'll baptize them. And get a, I didn't know I was going to be knee-deep in mud with alligators floating around. Amen. But we're here to tell a story. And he amazed Honduras. This is a long story. I got to tell it real fast. But Brother Walter, on his boat, he, he showed up in Bulgaria and he called me. He said, Pastor, where's the missionary in Bulgaria? There's two men from Chile that want to be baptized. I said, he's on deputation. Baptize them. So he baptized them. And he went to Venezuela. And the Venezuelan church there uh, was in transition, didn't have a pastor. He found the man. The neighbor had a key. Got permission to open the church, cleaned it, and started preaching. Baptized five people that were ready for their new pastor a week later. Because Jesus wants to amaze the nations. Just because one person gave a Bible study in Louisiana, a man from Peru, went back to Peru once, once he had enough money to live for a few years. He pastored three churches, started them, pastored them. And the constitution in his country says if you're a single man, you cannot pastor a church. So he started a church, they take it away from him, give it to someone married. He started another one, they took it away from him. Then he got married and started his third one. I was with him in 2009. He met his mother. And heard the story. And he lived with his mother and his grandmother were Jehovah's Witnesses. They didn't want anything to do with religion. That's why he didn't want a Bible study. He said, thanks for paying for the house, but we don't want you speaking in those tongues you're speaking in. Because he'd go on a three-day fast, he'd be speaking in tongues in his room. And his mother would get upset. She told him he had to leave the house he paid for that they were living in. But God, a few years, many years before, when she was in school, her classmates were the Japanese embassy children, or the, the children of the Japanese embassy in Lima, Peru. They taught her how to speak Japanese. 
And when she was upset that her, their son was speaking in tongues in her house and blaspheming and, and doing all this stuff that she didn't agree with, she listened because she heard him speaking in perfect Japanese. Give me your heart. Give me your heart and I will change your life. She knew he only spoke Spanish, so she listened to his next words. She got baptized. She got the Holy Ghost. Grandma that lived in a wheelchair because she was paralyzed. Brother Walter decided he was tired of seeing her sitting in a wheelchair. He went to her one morning and said, Grammy, today you're going to walk and you're going to get the Holy Ghost. He laid hands on her head, spoke in tongues. She jumped up, ran around the room speaking in tongues because he will amaze the nations. He will amaze the nations. People that have never heard about him will understand. Herod and Pilate understood stuff no one taught them. They didn't need search for truth to understand when they wrote that plaque above his head, the king of the Jews. Not just the king or a king of the Jews, but the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And we have people, Brother Jorge, four other men got on a little raft in Cuba and decided they were going to float to Miami. The wind and everything else messed them up. They ended up in Morgan City, Louisiana. Probably 2,000 miles west of Miami. Of the five, one of them died of natural causes. Three of them jumped in the water and took their lives. Brother Jorge said on the, last, on the day before he saw land, he said, tomorrow I will end it if I don't see land. But God wanted to amaze Cuba, and Jorge made it to land. He made it to a Bible study that one of our young men gave to him. He was baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost. Got his daughter in Cuba going to a Pentecostal church because Jesus wants to amaze the nations. He wants to amaze the nations. In Bolivia, in the month of January, we had Brother Mark Schuess from Latvia and Brother Kyle Christian, who's also an Amer in, in, in Latvia, part of Russia, somewhere over there. I'm not good with geography. Brother Elkins as well, the, the, American, the representative for North American. And they came to Bolivia and revolutionized our understanding of what an apostolic Pentecostal tongue-talking one God believer can do. And as a result of their teaching, it meant that one weekend we saw 73 receive the Holy Ghost. Close to 100 be baptized in Jesus' name. And people, people that hadn't even seen a miracle, laying hands on people and watching them get miracles. A man in our church came to the ladies' prayer meeting. On the way, we were on our way to take him to the airport. And a man, the, the husband of a lady that comes to our church, he, he had about 12 kidney stones. And the whole medical field of Bolivia was on a 50-day strike. You could not get surgery unless, you could not get medical attention unless it was, it was an emergency. He wasn't considered an emergency. But God wanted to amaze Cochabamba that day. While we were praying, he said he felt like a hot steel rod penetrated his side. And he could feel it beaten on the stones that were in his kidneys and his back that he could hardly walk and then straightened up all at the same time because Jesus wants to amaze the nations. Él quiere asombrar las naciones con sus proezas, con sus milagros. Dios quiere reventar la mente con lo que Él es capaz de hacer. Él se dedica, Él se especializa en hacer lo imposible, verse fácil. He, he's, 
dedicated to making the impossible look easy. He makes the impossible look easy. And he wants to blow your mind tonight. He doesn't want to just amaze you. Wow, that's amazing. That's unbelievable. Brother friends mentioned today, you know. And I don't believe that. Many people. And there's a lot of stuff we can't believe anymore. It's on the internet and everyone believes it and then find out it's fake news. But this isn't fake. The old songwriter said, I was there when it happened and I guess I ought to know. I was there the day he saved me. The very moment he forgave me. When I was, when I was a little baby dying, the doctors thought I had leukemia. When I was born with an umbilical cord wrapped around my neck three times and came out of my mother's stomach blue. He amazed the doctors. He amazed the doctors. And he wants to amaze us here tonight. How does he do it? With everyday ordinary people that just believe what his word says. People that say, I want to do and be what this word says I can do and be. El Señor quiere usar gente ordinaria común para hacer cosas imposibles y difíciles. No es necesario ser los élites o los mero mero. Con el reino de Dios no hay ni chusma, ni fufurujos, ni jalones, ni los élites. Todos somos iguales delante del Señor y la cruz. Hallelujah. There's no little, little use and big eyes in the kingdom of God. There's no steps to the cross. Everyone's on an equal plane. And every one of us that can read the Bible or hear and understand someone preaching the Bible and say, I believe it. I'm going to live it. And all we've got to do is put into action the words we read on this page and give him whatever we have. That he needs. In John chapter 6. I didn't give it to them because I wasn't planning on using it. But we got to use it here. In John chapter 6 you see the story where God. Uh, Jesus came and fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fishes. Jesus didn't go to. Modern day math classes. I forgot the, the, the new technology. New, new math and new, new schooling they're using. That's crazy but. Jesus took a different math class. And look at the little boy that brings five loaves and two fishes to Jesus. And see Jesus' math equation. Five loaves plus two fishes multiplied by Jesus equals 12 baskets plus infinity. Whatever you give to Jesus, he multiplies it and it becomes infinity. You can't count it. There's no way to understand how much was there. All we know is what was left over. And there's someone here tonight. Uh, people think missionaries always want money. No, I mean, God's greatest needs is human resources. People that will go and preach and teach. I mean, you don't have to have a master's degree in theology. I wish I could just remember half of what Brother French knows. Amen. But I, I, I know enough to tell you this gospel message works. 
I'm excited to hear donating Bibles to prison. April 7th of this month, on Saturday, we went into the prison, Cochabamba, San Antonio. We go there every Wednesday and have Bible study. We baptized probably close to 400, people, 400 men and a few visiting ladies and children of the, of the prisoners. And believe me, the prisoners can take their children and wives to them, uh, with them to prison. And so we can baptize whole families in prison. We baptized close to 400 there. We baptized 21 there two weeks ago yesterday. Because he wants to amaze the nations. In, in the United States of America, 94% of the men in prison were raised in homes without a father. So we've taken more fathers out of homes, producing more future prisoners. The answer, and I know they have to, they have to pay their consequences. But one day God gave me an understanding of grace. When I walked into a prison four or five years ago, and I hadn't seen someone get the Holy Ghost in several weeks, and I was hungry. And I was at a red light two blocks from the prison. I said, I want to see him, someone get the Holy Ghost today. I want to see the supernatural today. Parked the car, went into prison. 30 minutes later, watched four men fall to the floor speaking in tongues. And they laid there for 45 minutes speaking in tongues. I didn't lay hands on them. No one laid hands on them. No one prayed for them. We're just worshiping. And I could hear a river, the sound of a river flowing. And I understood rivers of living water flowing. And it hit. But when I looked, the first man speaking in tongues was not the one that said, Pastor, I want to get out of prison. I want to be a pastor. I want to be a preacher. Another one said, I want to be an evangelist. The first one that got the Holy Ghost is in prison for what he did to his 13-year-old daughter. And those are the ones that usually fall down the stairs seven or eight times. Or they hang themselves after punching themselves in the face 45 times. That's what their family members are told. He, he hung himself or he fell down the stairs. And God gave him the Holy Ghost first. Because morning by morning, new mercies I see. His mercies go up to the heavens, it says. Every morning, there's new mercies. And he wants to amaze the nations. But he needs us to put ourselves in his hands. So he can multiply it by himself and make it infinity. Whether it's your dreams... Whether it's your resources, your money, your finances, your talents. People say, well, all I know how to do is cook. Well, good. You didn't learn how to cook to make your husband fat. You learned how to cook to get your nose in the newspaper and find out who died. And take them a casserole. Find out who's moving in the neighborhood and bring them something and say, I, I, I just want to tell you about Jesus. I want to give him my talents, my abilities. But Satan has a way of coming in and trying to convince us we're not old enough or then we're too old. There's a short window of when you're too old or too young. I was nine years old when I knew God wanted me to be a missionary in South America when I was 16. I was in my rebellious stage and my dad told us four boys, if you're going to live under my roof and eat from my table, you're going to my church. You play sick, I'll lay hands on you. So the only way I knew how to get away from church and my dad was to join the Marines. In 1991, I was waiting to turn 18 to become a Marine and go to Desert Storm. 
I've realized, and I thank God every day I had a mom that prayed. She prayed me out of the Marines. The recruiter would come, take me to lift weights and talk about being a Marine. And because I believed a lie that was whispered into my spirit that said, you can be a Marine. You're young. Look, my wife makes fun of me now. But when I was 29 and in our first deputation, I always said, all the missionaries I looked at, they were all fat and bald. So I had 20 years ahead of me. I could do what I wanted. And I believed that lie. But at the age of 19, God gave me another chance. I ended up in Buenos Aires, Argentina, preaching the gospel in a different army, in a different branch of the military. Because he wants to amaze the nations. I need to finish, so let's go to Acts chapter 14, verse 8. Acts 14, 8. Hechos capítulo 14, versículo 8. Cierto hombre de Lister estaba sentado imposibilitado de los pies, cojo de nacimiento que jamás había andado. There sat a certain man at Lister, impotent in his feet, being crippled from his mother's womb, who never had walked. Everyone say, never had walked. Diga, nunca había caminado. Nunca había andado. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. Said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet, and he leaped and walked. The man had never walked. Paul looked and noticed faith. Pablo vio y percibió que tenía fe para ser sanado. You will never see a miracle. And as soon as Brother French mentioned that I'd be preaching, I knew what I was going to preach tonight. But then after what he preached this morning, I knew it was confirmed. No one was ever healed without showing a sign of faith. And many of them did a scandal. Many of them looked ridiculous. Ninguna persona en la Biblia fue sanada sin hacer algo ridículo o absurdo. Siempre mostraron una seña de fe. Jesús nunca sanó a alguien que no mostró fe. La fe es la moneda del reino de Dios. Faith is heaven's currency. The other day I mentioned something and I was wrong. It wasn't the first time. But I said, you never see where the return is greater than your investment. And this morning I pulled out my notebook and wrote it down because God spoke to me and said, there is a place. En mi mente yo pensaba que nunca en el mundo de los negocios, en el mundo de economía, economía, finanzas, usted nunca va a encontrar donde la ganancia es mayor que la inversión. You never find in any banking industry where your return is greater than your investment. But then it clicked. If faith is heaven's currency. Bartimaeus didn't invest very much but throwing his coat that designated him or, or, or made public mention of him being permis having permission to beg. It's the first time I preached in English in, I think, a year. I'm sorry. I keep trying to go back to Spanish. But his investment was not very much in our mindset. The investment of a little boy, five loaves and two fishes. La inversión de un niño, cinco panes y dos peces, no era mucho. Pero la ganancia era demasiado. Five loaves and two fishes is a little bit of investment. But the return was 12 baskets. And 5,000 people eating as much as they wanted. So Paul looked to see and he perceived in his spirit. 
that the man had faith to be healed. Every Sunday we go to the ladies' prison. We pick up 20 to 30 children that live in prison with their parents and take them to Sunday school and then take them to lunch after church and to a park. And it, it's, if you've never ridden in a seven-passenger van with 25 kids, you've missed an opportunity to have fun. And there's some tunnels and bridges and, and hills that we go and we make it a little Montaña Rusa roller coaster for them. And every once in a while there's a car sick there and we get in trouble, but it's fun. And these kids talk, they tell us stuff. They know stuff. I, I, I really wish I could go find a way to erase my hard drive of things that I've learned about the other side of the walls in prison. Five and six year old kids telling you how to sneak cocaine into a prison, how to sneak a gun into prison. And uh, one of them, their mother, they, they do laundry. They wash clothes by hand. People bring their laundry. And they, the, the prisoners, ladies, they, they wash the clothes and make about five cents an article of clothing, washed, dried, ironed, and uh, returned the next day. But in order to be able to finish, sometimes they need the lights on for an extra two hours. So they'll take the, the police guards a two-liter bottle of Coke. In the prison, the currency is... Two liters of Coca-Cola. You can get a lot of things you're not supposed to get for two liters of Coke. But tonight, for a little bit, the size of a mustard seed of faith, you can move mountains. You can move financial situations. You can move sickness and diseases. You can see somebody receive something they've never received before. Because faith is a currency in the kingdom of God. But another principle I see here is the man had never walked. El hombre nunca había andado, nunca había caminado. But I've learned that never is never a precedent. Just because it has never happened doesn't mean it can't. Just because you've never seen it doesn't mean it won't. El joven nunca había caminado desde el vientre de su madre y nunca caminó, pero... Nunca no es un precedente. El hecho que nunca ha sucedido, el, el hecho que nunca ha pasado, no significa que no puede pasar. No significa que Dios no puede hacer una obra. No significa que usted no va a ver el milagro. Nunca no es un precedente. Never is not a precedent in the kingdom of God. As you stand your feet tonight, is there somebody here? Amen. That maybe you've never been able to break through. Maybe you've never spoken in tongues. Maybe you've never seen one of your family members come to church. Maybe you've never been a witness of a financial blessing. Maybe you've never been able to do something. But that's not a precedent. That's not a precedent. That just means it hasn't happened yet. El hecho que nunca ha sucedido no significa que no va a pasar. Sino que todavía no ha pasado. Y que puede pasar. Que por su fe en la palabra de Dios se puede hacer. Because your faith in his word. Faith is the igniter of dunamis. Dunamis is dynamite. La fe es el encendedor de dunamis, que es dinamita. Maybe you've never seen your miracle because you haven't ignited the gunpowder. You have not ignited. You believe, but you haven't ignited. It's time you take out your faith. Amen, a blowtorch, and you hold it up to the Holy Ghost.
and you watch it ignite and you watch never disappear from your life it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it never will it hasn't happened yet I don't see it yet but that doesn't mean it won't is there somebody here that believes right now sickness and disease has to go in Jesus name financial trouble has to go in Jesus name Healing to the mind. Escucharé lo que hablará Jehová Dios, porque él habla paz a su pueblo, para que no vuelvan a la locura. Él habla paz a su pueblo, para que no vuelvan a la locura. I will listen and hear what the Lord will speak, because He speaks peace to His people, so they will not return to their folly. In Spanish, it says, "I will listen to what He speaks, because He speaks peace to His people, so they don't go crazy." Para que no se vuelvan a la locura. They don't go crazy, wondering how am I going to pay the bills. How am I going to make it through the week? How am I going to make it through the night? Insomnia has to go in Jesus' name. Anxiety has to go in Jesus' name. Is there somebody here that believes right now? You want to just raise your hands and say, Jesus, I believe. Therefore, whatever in my life has to go right now in Jesus' name. It has to go in Jesus' name right now. I did not invite it in my life. It's trespassing, and I want it gone in Jesus' name because he will amaze the nations. He wants to blow your mind tonight. He wants to amaze you tonight with what he's going to do, what he's already done, and what he will do in Jesus' name. Praise God. Come on, let's gather at the altar tonight. I feel like a miracle's in the making right now. Let's make our way to the altar of God and let's lift our voice. Let's pray for Spanish ministry. Let's pray for our missionaries. Let's believe God for a miracle. Brother Richard's going to get baptized. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our faith up. Let's lift our faith up. I trust you, Jesus. I believe in you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, oh, yes, thank you, Jesus, I want to thank you, Lord, because of what you've done, you've been so good to me, oh, thank you for talking to us, Father, let the will of God be done. Thank you. How you love me, Lord. I'm amazed by you, Lord. I'm amazed by you, Lord. I'm amazed by you. honored to baptize Richard tonight and he has been uh, he has been coming and he has been responding and I've seen the Lord moving and touching his life and I feel the Holy Ghost here right now and I believe that God is going to do a work and I'm thankful for this moment and I'm thankful for the gospel and this is a time of faith and obedience and I feel Richard's faith and so 
Richard, upon the repentance of your sins as a minister of the gospel, I now baptize you in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins. And I believe that God is going to refill you with the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. How great is our God Sing with me how great is our God And all will see how great How great is our God Name above all names God. 